If you're a really good listener to local music, you've probably already heard Matthew Powers and his project Midnight Review Presents. And if you've bought any of Matt's tapes, you've probably seen the visual aspect of what he does. That visual art is on display this month at the Blankstein Gallery at the Millennium Library. His Drips and Drops exhibit showcases his multimedia works in an observance of natural flow and overlapping aesthetic textures. And if you like that art speak, you should head on down to the library and check out the show. It's free and it runs until the end of the month. Again, that's Drips and Drops, an art exhibit by Matthew Powers at the Millennium Library's Blankstein Gallery on the second floor. If you're like me, you probably have a closet full of local band merch. And whether you know it or not, a lot of that band merch is probably made by Divine Shirt Company right here in Winnipeg. Divine Shirt Company has made all of the Great Witch Police merch from our hoodies to our toques to our t-shirts. And if you're looking to get anything done, like screen printing, embroidery, graphic design, digital printing, go to see Divine Shirt Company at divineshirtcompany.ca and tell them which police radio sent you. One of our colleagues, Sam Thompson, who, um, if you saw him, you'd sort of right away assume he was a hippie. Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? All right, welcome to Wish Police Radio. I'm here with, uh, I just stumbled the name of my own show. I said, welcome to Wish Police Radio. But you know what it is, you're listening to this, you probably, presumably know the name of the podcast. Um, I'm here with a band that's been on the show before. I was looking at when the last appearance was, and it was back in 2019. So obviously a lot has changed um, in the time since. Not, um, most importantly, a massive global pandemic that I'm sure affected you guys the same way it's affected everyone I've talked to over the past few years. But um, at the time we spoke earlier, Death Gazette was about to put out uh, your first full length. And we're talking again now, you have another one coming, which is very exciting. And uh, I do have a lot of questions about that. I want to hear all about the record. But before we get into that, if uh, the three of you who are here want to just introduce yourselves and what you do in the band so listeners can put a name to the voice. I'll go first. Uh, I'm Mandy. I play guitar and sing. I'm Lindsay. I play guitar, do a little yelling if I can. And I'm Chuck. I play bass. Awesome. Okay. So, like I said, uh, last time you were on the show, it was the same three members, I think, last time as well. So that's kind of cool for continuity's sake. Um, But you were about to put out uh, the first record, which was a really, I I really love that album. It's it's one of my favorite local albums of uh, of that year for sure. And um, like... I'm excited about this new one because I got sent some of the early chance to listen to it. And it's, well, anyway, we'll, we'll get into it. But what has sort of happened uh, over the past few years with this band? I mean, again, last time we talked, you were about to put out that record. It, I assume, did well for you in the sense that people people seemed to dig it. And uh, you had a lot of shows sort of happening pre-pandemic and, and now again post-pandemic. But what's, what's the state of the band? Is it the same band members? Are you still kind of doing the same thing uh, rolling along? Yeah, same same exact band members. Just uh, trying to write a lot more, uh, trying to write more different things from the other record, and just kind of jam out and see how that goes. Um, we released our album the day before the lockdown and everything, so that was really <laughs> awkward. <laughs> but uh, since then, we've had some good opportunities to play with some touring bands, so that was really great. 
Yeah, you, you've you've been on some big shows. I've noticed seeing seeing the name like popping up on on, on on in unexpected places. I think so. I guess just to before we get into the new record, I mean, releasing it the day before the lockdown happened as a, a relatively new band releasing your first record, like what was that like for you? Because that I mean, it changed everything for everyone. But when you're trying to get your name out there and, and get people to hear this album that just came out, what was that experience like? Sort of realizing that nothing you had planned was going to happen um, for a while. Yeah, like, at least. It was- it was almost like hard to be excited about it because like the future was kind of uncertain and like even that night like um, a lot of people that said they were going to be there were kind of scared to and rightfully so and uh, the people that were there were all like distance and it was just a really bizarre vibe for a show but yeah we had a band drop out we had a band drop out yeah two bands drop out yeah the thrashers came to our rescue yeah and played yeah and then we were planning to do a tour, like a little tour, and then that obviously, you know, yeah, it wasn't happening. We were all in lockdown the very next day, so yeah, we should we should say the Thrashers uh, saved our butts on that one, and so did Ian. Uh, oh uh, yeah, yeah, Ian did an acoustic set, uh, you know, singer of North Graffiti, and yeah, yeah, their project. yeah, yeah, and the Torpedoes, yeah, 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 and about fifteen so, other bands he's in, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, he's he's awesome. You know, like so many thanks for that. Um, I, I think it was it was interesting because we we released the album. We had a little tour planned. It didn't obviously didn't happen, but we did pretty well on college radio with that. Uh, our single did pretty well on the, like the loud stations. We you know ranked on there or whatever, and yeah. So it was interesting. But then we had to take a bit of a break, right? Because everybody was kind of scared to get together. Mandy works in or worked in a healthcare situation at the time. So it wasn't really appropriate for us to get together for a while. So, yeah. uh, you know, and we don't do well over text and zoom <laughs> and, and messenger and that kind of stuff. So we're definitely an in-person band. So, uh, it certainly put a hamper on it, but you know, now we're back. Yeah, and you have and you have a new record coming out. And if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, it definitely seems like this this album has been a long time in the works. I mean, I remember seeing uh, photos of you guys like, recording it, and I was like, oh, cool, there's a new album coming out. And then you know, months later, now it's finally it's finally happening. Uh, how long has this been sort of uh, in the works for you guys? Well, just like just over a year, I would say, because we recorded last summer with uh, John Paul Peters. So, and that was what August. Privateer Studios. We did yeah. it the day of the Burt Block Party. Yeah. We we got this crazy opportunity. So we had a recording booked. And we had the day booked, and we we're doing like the record live off the floor, all the instruments. And we went in the night before, got our tones, and then that day we recorded the entire record, all the instruments, and then went right to there to the Block Party to play with uh, like Pop and Cancer Bats and Rise Against. So it was a pretty, it was, it was a, a surreal day. It was a nuts we, day. we actually had to wake up at 8 a.m. on Saturday to go <laughs> record. We were like, what are we doing here? Because <laughs> we had to get it all done by 3 because we had to go sound check for that block party at 4. And it was crazy. And, like, I'm, you know, I'm pretty old and out of shape. And my back was killing me <laughs> by the end of that night. I was looking around backstage for a place to lay down. <laughs> oh, man. So this new one, was it just recorded in one shot like that? Like, the whole the whole album was, was done? That's, that's cool. Yeah, not... Not the vocals. Okay. The vocals, I went back uh, later that week and just did uh, vocals over top, but we recorded everything live together otherwise for the instruments. We, we were really careful. John Paul was really great with us. That So we're, we're a live band anyway, right? And we 
John Paul was really great. Got us in the day before and got all our tones like dialed. Everything was like absolutely dialed for tones. Uh, spent a long time getting a really good drum tone, long time getting a really good bass tone, and then our guitars as well. So, um, and we were, those songs we were really tight with. So we just played them five times through um, each and we just took the best take. Cool. And then we did the vocals later that weekend and Manny nailed the vocals. Like this is the, like, this is, this recording really sounds like her. Yeah, I feel like it's like the first time I actually sound like myself and he made me feel really comfortable in there that I just like was able to get it in like one or two takes pretty much. So yeah. What what is it about the vocals that sounds like yourself? Because that's an interesting way of of sort of referring to it. I mean, it's because it, 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 it does sound like you on previous records. Because I know you you've been involved in a lot of other projects over the years. But what makes this more sort of you ish? If that's if that's a word. I I don't I can't really put my finger on it. But like it sounds maybe less like produced and how I feel like I would sound live. I okay. guess because I feel like any time that I've tried to record it's like um maybe i'm forcing it i feel really awkward um so i just i just feel like it was probably my best takes cool
you know, I've only had that chance to listen to the record uh, once, the, the, the upcoming record, but um, it definitely sounds, it sounds raw and has that live feel like, like, like you're describing, which yeah. makes sense for a band, I think, I think like you, to, to want to have that, that sort of vibe to it. But one of the things I noticed, and I don't know if I'm explaining this properly, but I, it kept coming to mind as I was listening to the album, is that it sounds like a lot of the songs, more so than the previous record, there's like a tension that, that, that builds and it almost seems like someone the best analogy I can do is like someone tighten, tightening a screw, slowly, slowly tightening a screw, and then suddenly something, the piece of wood just breaks, and it gets really, really, and then it gets fixed and tightened again. Like, it's not it's not like the standard verse, chorus, verse, loud, quiet, soft thing, but it's it seems like it builds to something, and then it's just like really, really big. Often the, the, the hooks are huge, and the choruses are huge, and it's just really, like, loud, and then it goes back down and tightens back up again, if that makes sense. And I... I, I I noticed that it seems a lot more like that's happening than it did in the previous record where there's like a sort of tension building throughout each song and then it just gets unleashed, I guess, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> a cool way to look at it. I I think we're just, we've been listening to this thing for so long and, you know, and like been writing and working with these songs and sitting on this album that like, I, I think I, I look at the thing very strangely because I've heard it so much. It's like, I do I do I like it because I've had to listen to it for so long? Is that why? Or <laughs> like, I think it's good, but well, maybe a better way of explaining, be- maybe a better way of explaining that thing I was trying to just explain is it almost seems like you're excited to yeah. get to the heavy parts. <laughs> like if that's, if that's an ah. explanation, like it seems like, uh, you know, a lot, a lot of bands will do, do that thing where they're building to something louder and something heavier, but it seems like you're kind of like pumped to get there almost. Cool. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's interesting take on it for sure. I, and you know, the thing about John uh, working with JP is that he takes, he takes like all the, he, he, he makes it so you're not nervous to work with him, even though he's like, he's epic, right? Yeah. And he's, and he's doing pro, like crazy projects. So mm-hmm. he al- really allows you to come through um, whatever you're doing in there. And he kind of disarms you the whole time. So I think that's part of it. And I think that the totally. other part is, the attention to tones. Like, I think like our, our first record's great, but I, I like I go back and like, okay, well I made the decision to, for my own guitar, it's too distorted for me. Right. And then like, like, you know, we, we made some decisions with like, like I'm not critical of it. Like I'm not say, saying negative things about it, but like it too, too much on the, you know, too, too many layers in those vocals. That's, that's, you know, manage your own backups and some of those things. It's like, no, that's not, that's not real. For us, this is really disarmed and just like really real, yeah. And it's it's was inexperienced with the recording, not the people who did it. I'm not like you know. I hope hope that they they listen. You know, Kyle and Marty, they they'll take them talking negative about the actual sound, but it, it was kind of like us, like we weren't inexperienced. Now I think we know what we want, and you know, even when JP came back with some, you know, the first edits, and there was like some, uh, you know, effects on it and stuff like that. You're like trying things out. We're like, no, no, no. Like remember we. You know, we want it to just sound like us, and he just really did that for us, and I'm really thankful for it. Is that is that idea something that you want to have, where where they can be the songs can be played sort of as they are on the record without having a bunch of extra bells and whistles? You want it to just be you know the same sort of experience live as on on the album? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah we we didn't want like triggers on the drums. We wanted it to be very raw, like like you said. So that's yeah, pretty much what we we're going for. And JP really understood what we are trying to go for and especially since we have no 
really good like terminology like we're not smart with recording it's not like we're not that no. educated about that stuff so we kind of we probably frustrated the heck out of them because we didn't have that many notes we were just kind of like sounds good yeah more of this or more you know and yeah so sorry about that jp but it sounds awesome but that's almost like an asset for you guys, just in the sense of the type of band you are, where, again, there's that live thing, right? Where you know what you want it to sound like. Maybe you don't have the terminology for, for the, you know, what buttons to push or whatever, but you're able to make sort of the sound you want to make pretty organically without having to add all the studio stuff and the effects and the extra tracks and everything. You don't have, like, a synth, you know, part in one of the songs or whatever. So, yeah. 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 And, you know, like, um, I feel like there's two really big parts in our band was, like, the, the, the drums are really big and the vocals are really big. Yeah. And I feel like Chuck and I just like spend our time writing simple riffs that, that get out of the way of those things. Right. Definitely. It really suits, suits it. Was mm-hmm. that, was that kind of hard to, to do at first when, when the band first started to, to figure out that you want to be sort of more in the background with the guitar and bass? I think that was kind of the thought process the entire time. I know mm-hmm. like Lindsay and I, we would jam a lot and that was kind of like his vision. So we played with it and then, worked out yeah i remember like i when i started uh like when when i started kind of you know bandy being like hey let's start a band and i was like chuck i I think we should do this and then we chuck and i found brock or however it happened exactly and brock mcpherson our drummer he's not here you know pouring out for him or whatever uh (laughs) the uh um that i remember i was i was at the at the windsor and we uh chuck and i were in another band and we'd asked Mandy's other band to open for us. And you know, Mike Coop, the, uh, the CDs guy on, on yeah, Instagram. Yeah, yeah. I, know, I know Coop, yeah. I like yeah. CDs, I'm into CDs, right? I'm into CDs, he yeah, said, yeah. He, said, he said, somebody should start a grunge band with that girl. And I was like, I'm already on it. <laughs> right? Yeah, like, yeah, no. He, he's, like, he's like, her voice is really good. You, like, somebody used to, like, do, like, some sort of grunge thing with her. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I've been thinking about it. <laughs> Yeah, and because we liked Mandy's voice so much, it was easier to be like, okay, let's keep this. Like we, you know, we don't need some complicated riffs. So we wanted to kind of work it around Mandy's vocals and, and the drums, and you know, and that's just kind of been, I guess, our style, what we've been doing. And like they, they say, that like I don't know who says it, but I've heard it many times, is that if you can play a song on an acoustic guitar and sing it, and it's still a great song, then it's probably a good song. Right. right, and you did some of those. Uh, you had some some videos of. Uh, was that over the pandemic uh, of acoustic performances? Or was that more recently? Yeah, we uh, we went to <laughs> his yeah. MMA gym. Yeah, we, uh, martial arts gym. Played some songs and yeah, yeah. Made a secret black room when yeah. we weren't supposed to be meeting anybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So. It was, yeah, it was, we were thankful to put that out, be able to put something out during that time. Well, when you do something like that, when you take those songs and, and, and strip down kind of a lot of the, the, the loudness from them, just, just by nature of being acoustic, does that give you any kind of new insight into um, sort of what the song means? Not, not, not subject matter wise or anything, but just in terms of like how it's constructed and, and, and how you sort of perform it, having it in that stripped down version? Yeah, I've, I felt that I change like the melody a little bit just to give it more of a punch because the guitar is a bit um deconstructed you know what i mean like it's not as i don't know how to even explain myself but i tried to play around with that a little bit more just to give it a little bit more um melody and emotion yeah 
just because it wasn't as loud, so. I don't think with with your band this is a problem, but is is it hard to get that emotion through when when you're doing something that is? Uh, I mean, I don't want to call you. You're, you're, I want to say you're a heavy band, but you're not like a metal band or anything. You're not you're not playing like death metal or whatever. But I mean, it is very loud and very in your face, and you know it, it's emotional. Just I guess in its kind of general nature of the songs and everything, because you're you're loud, you're yelling, you guys are, but when you take it to acoustic, you can't yell as loud. You can't sing as loud. You can't uh, play guitar as loud. Is it, is it difficult to, to kind of get that emotion out if you're so used to playing it with sort of increased volume and distortion and everything else? Um, I don't think it's like difficult. I just had to maybe change the way I approach it. So like singing it a little bit softer instead of as yelly, you know what I mean? But yeah. Yeah. I also like think that um, Mandy has a big voice, but she doesn't sing loud. Okay. okay. Right. So, so like it's there anyway. Right. Yeah. So like she got a lot of control of her voice, which like naturally, I don't know where she got that from. Right. But um, no it's, like, you know, like you, you hear when you hear like real like pros do it, they're not forcing it. And like, I was like, Oh, like yeah, she's got that. Right. She can, she can do it at a low volume as well. Right. Yeah, I guess that is that is that is the difference between screaming to so you can be heard and 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 having that sort of stylistically um, in your voice. I guess it's a, it's a different thing. Totally. You mentioned uh, earlier, you know, that you're telling that story, Lindsay, about the the, the Windsor, and uh, you don't want to start a grunge band. Is that what you think of this band as? Do you? I mean, it's there for sure. The grunge thing is is definitely there in the songs. But I'm going to ask the terrible question of how do you define type of music you play because everyone hates answering that question and like the, the more we get into the future the harder it gets to define things because there's so many subgenres and something core and post this and everything else but like do you what's the Coles Notes version of, of how to explain what your band does yeah I think we started off like with the idea of <clears throat> having a lot of grunge elements like you can hear that in the first album totally but this one we, we I think we've moved away from that it it's, it's feels a lot more punk to me um let less of that 90s kind of sound 
less rockish kind of sounding, you know? So, yeah, I think, I think at the beginning that was the idea, but it just kind of progressed into kind of something very different. And, and Mandy's, Mandy's old school punk. She's been in so many punk bands. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think when we're writing and stuff too, we don't really have a genre in mind. We just like, Oh, I have this riff. Like yeah. what can we do with it? So. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. For sure. The, yeah, the first album was certainly like there were some songs on there that were intentionally like a grunge punk band. Now I'd say we're a punk band with some grunge influences. Okay, yeah. okay. So it's it's morphing. It's slowly morphing uh, more in the punk direction. Straight ahead punk, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which is interesting yeah, because I, I think that this this new one from again from just a, a quick listen to it, it seems like it has more hooks than the previous one did, or more obvious hooks. Which I guess is is a kind of a hallmark of a lot of punk rock too, is having these these big choruses, the big kind of earwormy choruses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I tried to write a couple songs with a little less words <laughs> and just try to like, you know, so that someone's listening to something, they're like, oh, that song, and they have like two lines to work with if they want to sing along or, or whatever. Just trying to be mindful of that and save yeah. the save the emotions and the lyrics for the verses. Like, you, you've, you, you, you remember American Flame Whip? Sure. Right? Obviously, right? Yeah, great band. Like, yeah. That song, whole chorus is just gasoline. That's like the, that's the best shit ever. It's a great song. Yeah, <laughs> right. They, you don't need like local reference, right? To anybody who hasn't heard of them, might might be dating myself, but uh, that's like yeah, they're great. So yeah, the great one word chorus, fucking awesome. Well, that's 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 the punk rock thing. Yeah, well, you did. It's all good. It's all good. Um, that's, <laughs> no, it's it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um, that's the punk rock thing, though, right? That's always been sort of the thing around punk rock is three chords and the truth. You don't have to you don't have to be saying anything that's like a novel. You just have to be. You have something you want to say, and you have like a basic understanding of how to make some noises that that will get that message out there, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think we all just kind of really do our own thing, and we're all into so much different music that like each song is just like okay, I have this. What do you think? Is this cool? No, it sucks. Okay, we'll try this. So we don't really, we honestly don't really don't know what we're, where we're going with any song no. <laughs> until it's done. And then we're like, okay, this kind of fits. We have tons of backlogs of riffs that are just like, okay, yeah, what were we thinking? And, you know, <laughs> a lot of good stuff that just never panned out, but yeah. <laughs> maybe that brings up another question uh, about the backlog of riffs thing uh, you know you've been working on this record for such a long time now do you already have a lot of newer stuff that, that, that's been written since this or are you completely focused on these songs because a lot of bands I know they'll, they'll, they'll go into the studio they'll record and then there's months and months or years or whatever until the album actually comes out and by that point they've already moved on to something else um, whether the band has kind of shifted sonically or they have you know, the next 35 songs ready to go are you where are you sort of in that 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 spectrum of of the album release process and the wanting to move on to new stuff? Well, I'm just excited for people to finally hear the songs that we recorded. Um, we've been playing them a little bit at shows, but uh, definitely want to get them out there. But we're still writing and we're looking ahead to to newer things too. We've got a few things, and like we're a little slow and. To be honest, like we took kind of took the summer off this year. We yeah. did a few shows, but like I went to Europe, Mandy went to Europe. We did some, you know, some people had some time off. So we this year's been a little slow with new writing, but like we're getting to it. And I've got some ideas. I'm going to propose to them about about like some how to, like let's get some writing happening. But yeah, I, it's we've got what probably four or five songs that are the 
the the they just need to be structured better. Maybe two or three. We get distracted easily. We don't have good time management, so we're like when we have a, when all of a sudden we have a show coming up for writing, we'll just kind of slowly stop doing that, and then we focus on the show, and then it's been like a month later, and then the show's done, and then we want to chill out for a week or so, and then we get back at it. So hopefully after this one, we hopefully won't play any shows for a little while and we can focus on writing and, you know, get going on something new because mm-hmm. we've kind of, yeah, this one we've been sitting on for a year. So like Mandy said, we're excited to get it out there and see what people think and kind of move on. Well, and the day we're recording this, you just recently announced the, the album release show. So that's got to be exciting, kind of knowing that there is now a date in that's out in the public and people, you know, can actually know when to expect this record. So what are the details of the show and when people can actually hear this? Mm-hmm. We're playing the Goodwill on Friday, November 17th. And we'll be playing with Mosa, Hot of Boy Water, and uh, Screaming at Traffic. So... Yeah, that's a that's I think it's a, like really happy with that lineup too. I've never mm-hmm. seen How to Boil Water, but they're well, they're nice new, right? They're and, they're still quite new. Yeah, they're yeah. they're like a young band. I mean, um, in, ter- in terms of like t- tenure, they just started, and I hear they're doing an episode with you. Yeah, we're gonna do right. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay, awesome. uh, and then you know Mosa, obviously, like they're they're one of the other bands in the city who have like a grunge influence and have a lot of respect for them. I, I really like their music, and then Streaming Traffic are like you know, obviously a tenured punk rock band in the city. They've been doing it a, a while. They've toured. They're, you know, they're professionals. They're good. Yeah, yeah. Well, and they they, they occasionally have little little snippets of, of grunge elements in there, too. I mean, they're definitely more of a punk band. But every once in a while, they, they, the 90s thing uh, kind of filters through what they're doing. For sure. Certainly.
at this point, I mean, you know, it's a podcast. People can hear it uh, the day it comes out. Or they could hear it a year from now, at which point the record will have been out for a long time. And maybe you're touring, maybe you have new music, whatever. What's the best way to sort of hear you now if someone's checking this out and find out, find the music that you have released already and find out about upcoming shows and things like that? Man, we just made a link tree, so yeah, <laughs> pretty exciting. So if you just go to our Instagram, <laughs> that's probably where you'll find, you know, like where we post the most and kind of keep everything updated on our Instagram, which I don't know what it is, but if you... I'll, I'll, link, I'll link to it. I'll link to your link tree in the show notes. Ah, right right our, our link tree is linked on the Instagram there, which will hopefully have everything and yeah. yeah. Yeah, we, all, we obviously do the, the streaming and that kind of thing. And this album is going to come out digitally. Um, we've got some plans for like something in the future of, of, a, of a hard copy, but it's not for the, the, the release show. We're not, we're not going to sell CDs or anything like that. It's, it's going to come out digitally. And yeah, there's some, there's some twists and turns there. It might happen. Um, the maybe some tapes. That's awesome. Yeah, I love the tape renaissance. Yeah, it's great. I never stopped listening to them, so it's fantastic. Uh, whenever I see bands yeah, playing tapes, I have the tape player too. It's pretty reasonable. Yeah, <laughs> to get some tapes made. Yeah, it's affordable, and it, you can do it yourself. And yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got pl- pl- big plans to sell them for six dollars and sixty-six cents. <laughs> and if uh, <laughs> if any bands out there that we like want to split a vinyl with us. That would be something cool because we yeah. this album is it's six songs and it's about you know the perfect length for one side right yeah. so we didn't want like spend all this money on a vinyl just for like three songs on each side and be like oh man this is kind of kind of lame but uh we'd love to split one with somebody you know hit us up yeah it'd be cool if you could yeah. do that for sure that's our plan mm-hmm. we're like we kind of have like some plans like i wanted to like see if we could find a band like if it's a really cool local band that wants to do it great but like it'd be awesome to a band like you know you know in europe or in the states to split it with that way their market hears us our market hears them right it's a win-win and then you know we order however many hundred vinyls they order however many hundred vinyls gets the cost down it's like a i think it'd be a great idea mm-hmm. we're, we're trying for it and then you have um, less in your basement to try and get rid of uh you know two years down the line when <laughs> gathering dust not that i don't think you'll sell them but you know what i mean yeah yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> so the other thing we should actually probably tell you on here, because we'll have it um, announced, is that we're working with a record label on this one. Cool. Uh, yeah, High End Denim Records. Um, they're an Alberta label, and um, we're really happy to work with them. They're helping with all the Spotify stuff, because my goal with this, personally, when I came into was like, hey, we're releasing this, I was like, guys, Nobody hears our stuff because we play locally. We sell CDs, right? We've got a couple thousand listens on Spotify on a few songs. But it's like, let's get those numbers up. So they're really helping us to get the album out there cool. and actually heard. So that's going to be really cool. I'm really excited to work with them and see what we can do with them. And hopefully it's a win-win on both sides. Awesome. Awesome.
Try